0: I guess it's more gender neutral, right? Because well, it's so easy for anybody to have a baby now. Anybody can have a baby? Hmm. Seems like it, yeah. Why do you think they did that? <laughs> Wait, what? I need to. I, need, I need you to ask me that question again, because it's a lot to process. It is a lot to process. <laughs> Why do you think they did that?
1: I'm a mother. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, we thought last night was going to be calm. It absolutely was not. Uh, tonight, we were thinking it would die down a bit. Tensions would maybe uh, drop. They have absolutely not. Right now, this crowd is probably the same size, if not bigger, uh, as last night. Both of you believe that white, white privilege exists. What is it? I didn't think it was like that real until recently and I was like thinking about like the opportunities I've had growing up and stuff like that and being a woman everyone's like oh like you don't have as many rights and stuff like you don't have as much equal opportunity I haven't found that to be true but I do know or I at least feel that as a white person I have like a little bit more opportunity than someone who's not.
1: is a political commentator, journalist, and contributor for Newsmax. He's been labeled as a pipeline to conservative news for his on-the-ground coverage of BLM and Antifa riots. Welcome back to Andrew Says. Today's episode is brought to you by Elevate Farms. Elevate Farms is a technology and IP-based indoor farm that produces traditional farm-grown equivalent products at wholesale market price with a global footprint. Go to elevate.farm for more information. James, thanks for joining me today. How
0: are you doing? Andrew, thank you so much for having me on, man. Appreciate it. I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Having a good week so far. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Two guests in a row asked me how I'm doing, and it's the first two ever. I'm very happy about that. Now, I want to jump right into your content so anyone who's not familiar with you gets a feel of the type of stuff you produce. You recently did a video asking people about the Biden administration changing their terminology from mother to birthing people. Let's go ahead and play that hilarious slash ridiculous clip.
0: I guess it's more gender neutral, right? Because well, it's so easy for anybody to have a baby now. Anybody can have a baby? <laughs> Seems like it, yeah. Why do you think they did that? <laughs> Wait, what? I need, to, I need, to, I need you to I, ask me that question again because... It's a lot to process. It is a lot to process. <laughs> Why do you think they did that? I'm a mother. Mothers to birthing people? Nah, that makes no sense to me. I don't know why they would do something like that. I mean, everybody's offended by everything now,
1: so it just makes sense that they're offended by the word mother. of course, is from your Instagram. James, what is the goal of a push like this for this type of language? From the administration, I mean.
0: Well, I, I want to add one thing. It's it's one of those topics that even even Biden supporters, keep in mind a lot of Biden supporters, they voted for Biden because they did not like Trump, mm-hmm. right? So they're figuring all this far left-wing stuff out, and they're, a lot of people are totally rejecting it. Of course, you do still get people that are absolutely on board for it, but uh, this is a pretty interesting conversation, and, and I think there's a lot of speculation around this, but I think a lot of it has to do with kind of destabilizing uh culture in america basically if there's something good or something that or more so something that the the left in our country uh, absolutely despises such as let's say traditional gender roles now not saying that every single woman has to be the most female woman and every single man has to be the most masculine man not everybody has as great facial hair as you and i um, <laughs> but uh but but they really go the opposite direction, right? They go the exact opposite direction of, okay, let's just obliterate gender altogether. And that's what we're seeing with the Biden administration. They're trying to replace mothers with birthing people, pretty much dwindling down motherhood. I mean, this is what it is. It's dwindling down motherhood to the physical act of giving birth, basically treating them like they're cattle in a farm it's pretty disgusting and mothers that are watching this and just mothers all across the world, motherhood is a full-time job. It's a lifetime job, full-time, 100%. And it's a lot more than just the physical act of giving birth, it's nurturing, it's raising, it's all of this uh, all this beautiful stuff that, that comes with motherhood. And it's it kind of just falls in that pattern of basically going the exact opposite direction of traditional American culture, American values, everything like this. Um, that's just one aspect of the conversation. And there's a lot more points to this. It's basically getting rid of genders where, you know, they pretty much just want absolutely nothing to do with a mother, father, boy, girl, anything like that in this country. And this is really what they're pushing for. They're going to keep pushing and they're ki- going to keep normalizing this stuff keep pushing it in schools, which they already are. I know in Canada, they're already, I believe they're pushing for that stuff as well. And um, yeah, I mean, there's just no end in sight. And a lot of people see this, you know, a lot of folks that are, that voted for Biden that see this, and maybe they're not the furthest left person. Maybe they just didn't like Trump that much. And a lot of people are completely rejecting it. However, it's a really aggressive push from the left. I mean, it's incredibly aggressive and they push it in every aspect of our lives. You turn on Netflix and they're trying to be politically correct, everything like that. So it's in media, uh, entertainment, it's in government, schooling, everything.
1: Well, in Canada, rejecting your child's gender identity will get them taken away from you and, in even one case, ended up in British Columbia as a man going to jail. I wanted to ask you, what is the, the, the other side, Let's, what about the people who say, this is just for inclusion, we're, we're just trying to be nice to people? people, How do you differentiate between, you know, a
0: power move versus let's just be nice and friendly to people? Well, I mean, even the inclusion aspect of it, it's it's just a terrible argument. You're including how many people, how many few people and excluding, excluding the rest. One of the questions that I asked in that video was, hey, do you feel included by this? Asking mothers around. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, by the way, like when I was filming that video. It's not very conservative. It's pretty left leaning. And you ask mothers, hey, do you feel included by this? Absolutely. No, they do not. And they almost treat it like a joke. But it's not a joke. It's completely serious. So I think it's it's another example of, oh, well, we want to be inclusive. We want, you know, we're caring about these people's rights and, and, and all this stuff. But really, you're excluding the 99 percent majority of individuals out there. It's kind of similar to um, recently, recently we had a transgender woman go into a spa in Los Angeles uh, and uh, he, he still had his male genitalia, exposed himself in front of women in the women's only section of the spa as well as underage girls. And uh, the argument from the left in this country is, oh, well, that person has a right to do that. Well, you know, this person does not If if this person's rights stampede on the 99 percent, then that doesn't make that much sense. I mean, of course, we want to treat people with love and, and compassion and stuff like that. I mean, you know, people want to be equal, but that's not equality there.
1: So why such a hard attempt and push to garner support from a population that's 5% is generous, well under that? Why why such a push to accept Caitlyn Jenner is into the Republican party? Why such a push to, you know, change language? What is is the goal, as you said just before, uh, to try to dismantle what the social fabric is? Or is there some other reason that you think it is?
0: I think there's multiple reasons but i think that's the number one uh reason i think i think dismantling social fabric of the united states i think it's the number one goal getting rid of of what it means to be american judeo-christian values anything like that these people basically run the exact opposite direction they're going far left i mean this is this is not just oh well meet in the middle a little bit no this is the exact 180 complete opposite i think that's the biggest goal in my personal opinion uh, I know there's other points that people have made as well, but from my personal opinion, I, I definitely think that that's that's the end goal is basically obliterate generals, obliterate all these things. and and generals are important. and it's important to celebrate what being a man is in a household or being a, a a woman is in a household. Um these people want nothing to do with that. They want an absolute just uh, I, I don't even really know, a billion genders. they want no man or female or man or woman. They don't want any of that stuff. and and it's completely ignoring, science right i mean it, it seems like a russian
1: it, disinformation campaign frankly for, Before for sure into russiagate it, it seems exactly what uh i forget the ru- former soviet strategist would have wanted now before we get to our next segment everyone which is james getting beaten by people at an antifa <laughs> riot i want to mention that canada day is over but we're still celebrating it and the, this new shirt i'm wearing which is great it's from a great canadian brand called Toonie tours and everyone loves Canada, so share your true patriot love with the world with 15.4% off all merchandise at shop.toonietours.ca. Go there today. They have these hats on screen, if I'm getting my opposite, of course. They have their hats right here. They're very nice. They even have some flannel plaid, which I'm gonna be wearing in the future because I love it. James, you know every Canadian wears plaid, so I implore you, (laughs) if you want to come cover something in Canada, you'll fit right in if you wear like a a lumberjack, I think Notorious B.I.G. would refer to it as but I recently saw you as a guest on Slightly Offensive. You were recapping some of the Antifa violence, which of course you've had no short of experience with. I wanna take a look at this seemingly random attack that you faced and we'll get you to recap it for us.
0: Uh, This this guy right here, religious demonstrators getting shoved to the ground, literally the snot kicked out of them. It was insane and right when I got there, uh, a guy flanked me from my right, charged me with a police baton, smacked yeah there you go smacked me and we didn't get the full footage i checked with this guy and he didn't get the full footage um he accidentally stopped recording but right after that he swings at me a couple times we were kind of dancing around in the street because i was trying to avoid him i was just like yo what are you doing this was maybe 10 minutes uh uh, after i got there no joke i was just stopping by for the day i wasn't even trying to go deep in there i was just stopping by to get footage
1: now explain that a bit more why is antifa there why were they attacking street preachers i saw another clip of a guy with i think prayer beads fending off people <laughs> for sure on the same day tell everybody what happened there
0: okay so so this day there's so many moving parts to this day bro. i'll just i'll just break it down for you um and this happened on july 3rd right before july 4th nothing says i, I mentioned this in elijah's podcast nothing says uh you know happy birthday america like a a, a small civil war in the streets of Los Angeles, um, at 9.40 or so a.m., they actually, a a conservative group gathered. And um, what they were gathering for was actually what I was just talking about, which is the uh, transgender female that ended up going into the women's only section of that spa. So what they were doing is this conservative group, maybe 30 people gathered to uh, protest and, and, and stand up for the women that felt uncomfortable in that situation. Naturally, Antifa, uh, SoCal Antifa, as well as other Antifa pages, posted this all over the place because they wanted to c- confront these, these uh, conservative uh, demonstrators. So as early as 9.45 a.m., the organizer of the conservative group ended up, uh, you know, he was, he was taking out his signs, everything like that. Antifa walked up and they were ripping up his signs. He threatened them with pepper spray. And I think they they jumped him. They had about six people on him just kicking the snot out of him in the street. So things just slowly started escalating from there, of course, because that's what happens when fights break out in the middle of the street. Keep in mind, Los Angeles police, you would imagine, okay, yeah, police would be breaking the thing up. Uh, When I showed up, it was about, I think police were about three blocks away just monitoring the situation. So people are getting beaten in the streets. All this stuff is happening. There's a group of maybe... 150 plus left-wingers, maybe about 30 more uh, kind of, it's, it's more of a religious group in the morning, it seemed like. And when I showed up, I witnessed them all being chased out. So that footage was mine where I'm showing that guy being chased out. He's wearing like a Jesus saves shirt, stuff like that. And really what that turned into was a giant battle in the street. After all, the conservatives pretty much just got totally jumped and destroyed um, a, a more aggressive right wing group showed up and they just started battling each other in the street. So not only, not not, not 10 minutes in, I show up and I'm getting footage of, of people. I was actually just stopping by. I was filming another video in Los Angeles that day. I stopped by just because I heard about it. Uh, I Like I mentioned in that, in that clip that you played, a guy flanked me from, from my right, starts swinging this wooden baton at me, um, ends up smacking me as hard as he can in the back, which, you know, it, doesn't feel the best but that's just what uh, you know that's just what happens when you show up to these these scenes and um yeah they they were they ended up kind of just battling in the street actually outside of where i parked so i stayed there for an hour or so and and that was pretty big news in in uh, in California certainly, but but nationwide actually, just because there's this like I mentioned, this mini civil war happening in the middle of Los Angeles. Police are standing by. People are beating the crap out of each other in the street, and it was just chaos. And and I I know I'm ranting, but I want to mention one thing. A big focus here is a conservative group gathered in the morning. Right. To hold their signs, all of this stuff. Antifa has really acted in places where police have kind of a stand down policy as the arbiters of truth, the arbiters of what can be said at these demonstrations. And if you say something that they they dislike, they're going to show up and they're going to beat the living snot out of you. And that's why not a lot of families show up to these places, not a lot of standard conservative right wing people really show up to these places because they kind of know what they're getting into by now.
1: Yeah, I think we can show that picture, producer Justin, of the mark left on your back because we didn't catch it in the video. It looked like he was carrying like a British police officer's billy club from the 1940s or something. He should have been twirling it around whistling at the time, but that's no joke getting hit across (laughs) the back like that. Um... Much less hairy back than mine, so kudos to you on that. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you've covered um, <laughs> the riots and these attacks, of course, is what you're mainly known for. I want to ask you, have Antifa's tactics changed at all through the progression of all this? We're like probably five years into it now, maybe six. Has their tactics changed? Have they advanced? Has the rhetoric changed or uh, become more extreme? Tell me about the progression of the progressives.
0: Uh, has the rhetoric changed? I mean, I think it's been pretty aggressive for quite some time. They've certainly become, and this is, I I don't know if it's shocking, but it's more sad. Uh, the rhetoric's become more mainstream. It's been, it's been repeated by people, the elected officials in the United States. Um, and that rhetoric is, you know, down with like dismantling capitalism, dismantling individual rights because they see them as a, like a, a, a facade of, you know, hierarchies of power. Um, a lot of these people are, I don't know if they're like sick or, or something, but they, they're, they're straight up anarcho-communists for a lot of them. I, I've seen many of them are uh, homeless, not all, of course, but many of them are homeless. I've seen people that I recognize in like camps that show up to these demonstrations. Um, they've certainly gotten smarter, though. I, I want to mention that. They've gotten smarter when it comes to spotting out the, quote, bad guys, and really what the bad guys for them are, are the, are the reporters that are willing to show it all. Right. The, the reporters that are willing to show them beating people in the streets, vandalizing property, everything like that. And most of those reporters, such as myself, uh, let's say Proud Boys are out or doing something like that. Um, you know, we film those groups as well. Uh, they just so happen to do a lot less than Antifa does. I mean, last year in 2020, you hear about this all the time. But the entire summer of BLM and Antifa riots happening in the streets, this stuff was chaos. And the reason why people like me are go out filming and people like. Jorge Ventura, or maybe uh, Kalen from Scriber News. The reason why people like us go out there and, and, and film this stuff is because everybody started noticing that the left-wing media, the mainstream media, everything like that, wasn't properly covering it, right? They would be saying, um, CNN's famous for saying, fiery but mostly peaceful in Kenosha, I believe it was, uh, with a massive, you know, parking lot on fire Mm -hmm. behind that person when they're reporting it's a complete joke and so we go up we go out there and we actually show everything we show everything that's going on um it's hard to show every like every bit just because your life is at risk because they're spotting you out they have their we call them fake antifa press uh they usually wear like tape with just press written on them those individuals harass cops they uh dox reporters they dox um they've doxed me before And they do their best to basically be active on Twitter to spot out people like me that are filming people committing crimes. Because guess what? People don't like being filmed committing crimes, but somebody's got to do it, unfortunately.
1: Now, according to Joe Biden, it's just an idea. Of course, everybody knows that's false. And they do do a lot of organizing on Twitter, on Facebook groups, and I'm sure probably on more clandestine channels as well. That much is obvious. Is it obvious on the ground that they have some sort of funding or training Somebody telling them what to do in some regard. I know Oakland Antifa had training from the, I think it was the Denmark chapter who was working with actual terrorist people, uh, terrorist uh, organizations out of the Middle East. Is it obvious for at least some of these groups that they're receiving some sort of funding or overarching organization?
0: I mean, I, I think that they raise money from left-wing groups in the United States. Um, I haven't seen any like substantial evidence of that, but one thing I can say for sure is their tactics are very similar all across the United States. I can go to Los Angeles, I can go to Portland, I can go to New York or DC, and they will use the same tactics that they always use. One example, I mean, these are like small things, but, but one example that just comes to mind right away is their use of umbrellas, right? The mm-hmm. umbrella use, they, they, they'll have someone with a bat smashing in windows as they're marching, Everyone surrounds that person with an umbrella, so so no reporters or anything can show them. And every every bit of what they do is to protect their own, you know, group. They all wear masks. They all do the right things when it comes to uh, being able to get away with uh, uh, vandalizing property, uh, beating people senselessly in the streets, stuff like that. So they are pretty well organized. Back to your point about Biden saying it's a it's an idea. I want to punch on that because. That is another point of why a lot of people started actually showing up and reporting on these, because people say, "Oh, well, Antifa is just an idea." While I'm here, inconveniently for them, filming these people waving, you know, waving Antifa flags. They have Antifa patches. All of this stuff. It's like, okay, they're an idea, but they seem pretty well organized. I mean, you know, a couple posts on Twitter, and they're getting hundreds of people to show up to vandalize and destroy property. I'm not really sure if that's so much of an idea as much of a group. Now, they don't have like passes or anything, but they're very, very well organized and they're very strategic with what they do.
1: And way ahead of the curve on masks and safety in that regard. Um, So you're in these BLM and Antifa heavy areas with the riots and uh, the vandalism that's going on. You've been getting attention for this news coverage. News outlets are using your footage and I want to point out how you're, or maybe yours, I won't put words in your mouth, how an ideological counterpart might see it. And I want to pull up, Justin, an article from The Intercept. It's a couple months old now, I've covered it before, but now that I have you here, here's the quote. And I, le- I want to read it in the most evil voice possible because that's what they're painting it as. Newsmax contributor, James-, James Klug, gave viewers of his video blog a behind-the-scenes look at how viral video to Fox News Pipeline works. Now, they talk about you, um, Julio Rosas, Jorge Ventura, white supremacists, obviously, Elijah (laughs) Elijah Schaefer. And they talk about you in a way you're like you're creating propaganda by simply filming their actions that they are going through. And I think it's a very weak argument. I think it's just a way for them to publicly uh, get people to know who you are and target you. And I want to show the example that they linked to in that very article. Um, And this is what they give uh, as the example for the video to Fox pipeline. And it's from one of your videos, I think. So let's take a look.
0: All right, you guys, we're back at the Portland Democratic HQ. We have Julio Rosas and George Ventura over here. Julio's hopping on Laura Ingram right now to talk about what happened earlier today. So you guys, this is pretty much just a behind the scenes of how this all goes down. You get the footage, companies or or channels reach out to you, you hop on and you talk about it. Now, um, Julio is with uh, Town Hall Media, George is with Daily Caller, but all sorts of news organizations will reach out for comments um you know to have them on their show so right now they're hopping on fox news one thing is for sure that the the ancillary groups here they do not like biden
1: so this is literally you saying that outlets pick up your footage and i i wrote down uh they could just watch the movie nightcrawler with jake gyllenhaal and pick up the same information you go out you get footage and whoever wants it picks it up I don't know what the rest of the process of payment-wise is. That's what happens in the movie is all I'm saying. But would you even care which outlet picks up your footage so long as they're using it in an honest manner?
0: No, it, it's so funny, too. They missed the mark. And by the way, that video, I, I'm, I'm a content creator first and foremost, right? I've been doing YouTube for a little while now, uh, but I also do reporting now. Jorge and, uh, and um,
1: Jorge, who, who was there? Julio Rosas uh, Julia. and uh, Elijah oh, oh. Schaefer
0: yeah jorge and julio uh that were there in that clip right there we were in portland reporting and i was doing a vlog and i call it on my channel a vlog because that's (laughs) fun um but in that video i'm basically showing kind of the process i'm giving people behind the scenes what it's like for reporters going out into riots so um that was that was maybe later in the day after antifa attacked the dnc headquarters in portland oregon and um pretty much Every single person, George, myself, uh, Julio, every single person took to social media to expose this stuff, right? We took to social media because it didn't matter about getting paid or anything like that. And, you know, these companies like Fox News, they don't just like throw, hey, 300 bucks, come on on. That's not how it works. Um, But um, we would post on social media first and foremost just to get the truth out there. Because all that you have at these Antifa riots is Antifa-friendly press. We call them Mm -hmm. fake Antifa press because they they harass cops. They attack people, like I mentioned. They they dox reporters. Uh, They do all of this stuff, and they protect Antifa. So we show up, we post it to social media, and it gets recognition there. Now, of course, um, our team now, we're a little bit more connected with who wants the footage and everything like that. So if people want to have the footage or or talk about it on their show for me personally i go on newsmax and i talk about what i see everything like that because i work with newsmax um that's how it is and it's it's usually the same group of companies because they oftentimes or pretty much every time uh for Newsmax's case they they just tell it like it is if there's a if there's you know, right wingers that show up somewhere, they're going to report on it. There's left wingers that show up somewhere, they're going to report on it. CNN, all of these other companies, they want nothing to do with talking about Antifa. They want absolutely nothing to do with it. That's why they never invite us on. So yeah, sure, you get the same. You, know, you, One American News, Newsmax, Fox News, they invite people like this on because they talk about it all.
1: You heard him, Joy reed You want that footage? You can have it. Now maybe I'm too close to this, and I'm and I'm too cynical. Is is there another reason why they might just be writing an article to name four people that happen to, uh, to, to videotape their crimes, or is it just as obvious as it may seem? What do you think? Is, this it's, person writes this article, names you guys all, and is like this is how the propaganda
0: flows, you guys. It's it's literally all it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's a it's a targeted hit on people that are working to get this footage out there. They barely mentioned me, um, which. I don't know, I, I think that's probably a good thing, but they did mention that, uh, you know, that, that vlog that I did, um, but they mentioned everyone else, right? And when someone's exposing your garbage, they have to protect their garbage, I guess. It's kind of the weirdest hill to, to, to fall on, you know what I mean? It's the, it's literally the weirdest hill to die on, but they choose to do it and they get our names out there. So, you know, now this is going through every single Antifa group, every single BLM group to where if I'm not covered up or, or something like that, at one of these one of these um, rallies, I'm getting jumped by six people or so. I mean, Kalen from Scriber News, um, he got jumped maybe about a month and a half ago in a BLM um, a BLM rally, and they just saw him. They said, "Oh, you're not on our side." He wasn't even talking to anybody, and they beat the crap out of him. That's what that's what happens here and that's kind of what i mean them them releasing that information not kind of that's absolutely the goal is to expose us so that people these people aren't going to walk up to us and say hey i don't like you get out of here no they're going to they're going to go like circle you they're going to say you're a propagandist racist whatever lies they have and they all rally themselves up rile themselves up and surround you and attack you that's why most of us have been attacked by people and hit pieces like like, that that article absolutely do not help us. And, you know, there, we don't even talk to people when we're there. We don't talk to officers. We don't talk to anybody. We just show up. We film what we film. And it's not my fault that you're bashing in windows at a local Wendy's. I mean, that's not my fault. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that article, it's defending, it's defending the people that have been terrorizing communities for the last year and a half and going after the people exposing it. That's really what it is.
1: Yeah, I think if you have any sort of news acumen you you can pretty much see through what's going on there. And it may be knowledge that someone like you or I or whatever the reverse of myself would be possesses, but I'm not about to go out and write an article about cameramen from MSNBC and BuzzFeed and now this and how they look for right-wing agitators to shove propaganda onto Joy Reid again. I can't stand her. (laughs) That's the show I'm picking on. But my, my point is that I don't think there's any other reason why you would write an article about that. I've never written an article about cameramen before or about people, a group of, these are the group of reporters that report on, you know, oil pipelines or something. I don't see how there can be any other point to it.
0: Well, they must feel like it makes them look bad, right? It makes their side look bad because tribalism, right? Um, Instead of just condemning bad behavior, which is so easy to do, you see someone being an idiot left or right, it's not that hard to condemn crappy behavior. And instead of doing that, they go after the people that are actually exposing it. So, um, yeah, it's... It's the biggest joke. Like when we saw that article released, that was pretty unbelievable. You have people that are sitting at home on their couch watching the riots all year uh, through their lens and uh, people showing the attacks actually on the street, risking their lives and going after them instead. It's it's the biggest joke ever. And everyone in this group, pretty much everyone in this group. I mean, I I can't name one person that hasn't filmed um, hasn't filmed like Proud Boys doing something. Right, We've all been around all these groups. We've filmed all sorts of things. I've filmed Proud Boys and Antifa duking it out in the streets. Um, we don't hesitate to, to post that stuff. We post it all. And even in that article, in that they did a big video about the, quote, riot squad, and then they did a big article on it. They didn't mention anything like that. They don't mention any of that stuff. They only mention what was convenient for them. So if there was maybe like, I would see a maybe a screw up in that article, someone messed up or whatever. God forbid you missed you, you miss saying something while you're in the middle of a riot, Well, riot canisters are, are going off, tear gas is going off, officers are pushing back on you, and you're sitting there shaking on Twitter trying to update the world of what's going on there. God forbid there's a mistake. I mean, it's just unbelievable. People sitting on their couch at home judging people that are actually going into the thick of it to get the best footage that they can get, to, to paint a picture, for what it's looking like at these demonstrations. Last year, so many of them turned into absolute chaos, to where if there was just a standard BLM protest in a suburb that remained peaceful, right, bunch of maybe college kids, stuff like that, people would be boarding up their businesses around the area. Why? It's not, it's not propaganda on why, it's because they would see around 10% of these go totally haywire and they destroy the neighborhood. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it happened here too, when there was a BLM march in downtown Toronto, the majority of the businesses pre-boarded their businesses up. And this is on in the financial district on the biggest street in Toronto. These businesses are closing early and boarding their businesses up. And it's not because, you know, of this right-wing fantasy that these things may or may not get violent. It didn't get violent, frankly, but they wouldn't believe that if none of them turned out to be violent. I think you answered my next question, which is that you are more noticeable and recognizable by these groups and all the other people. So I think that uh, we can go past that and just say that it is pretty obvious that they are... They're trying to make you guys out to be targets and support their own ideological uh, teammates. But before we move on, our sponsors are the one making this portion of the episode for free. So please go to elevate.farm, check out what they're doing there. Go to shop.toonietours.ca if you want this super comfortable polo that I'm wearing. I really love it, I asked them specifically for this. And if you wanna watch this episode without ads and all of our Rebel News Plus content, go to rebelnewsplus.com. Just $8 a month, you guys, that's it. Do the thing, as Joe Biden would say. Come on, man. And <laughs> speaking of Biden, James, um, his yeah. admin, and it's, this isn't funny, is making a, some scary moves on the eve of Trump's social media lawsuit, ironically enough. I guess they're thinking, let's bypass all that social media stuff altogether. Let's get right, get right into people's phones before they can open up uh, Twitter. Uh, Justin, can you please pull up the article from Politico that we have? And I want to read an excerpt from this. I think I saw you talking about this also. Biden-Allied groups, including the DNC National Committee, um, are also planning to engage fact-checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers, which is your text messaging, to dispel misinformation about vaccines that's sent over social media and text messages. The goal is to ensure that people who may have difficulty getting a vaccination because of issues like transportation see those barriers lessened or removed entirely, end quote. So they're saying that because people might be hearing misinformation that's making them hesitant to go get a vaccination or, and that's a reason why we should be, you know, censoring text messages. Am I understanding this correctly, James?
0: Uh, um, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so basically what we're seeing here, we're, 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 seeing, we're seeing a time in, in, in American history where the government's realizing and the Democratic Party is is realizing they've gone so far left, they're realizing that they can't they can't become this sort of totalitarian regime that they they, they want to be, that they're gonna start pressuring private companies, SMS uh, companies to to police your text messages. And also, who's who's the arbiter of truth here? Is is it a Democrat's opinion that something doesn't work? Because we've seen a lot of times or many times, um, uh, last year that things ended up being semi-true or true itself and they were being censored by big tech. So we're seeing the government putting pressure on private businesses to basically do their bidding. They want to censor, they want to police text messages, and that should be the creepiest thing people have ever heard Mm -hmm. in their lives. I I mean, what, what what other country does that? China. I mean, totalitarian regimes promote stuff like this, and that's that's the creepiest thing. Now, Politico mentioned that DNC was uh, uh, supporting this. I was looking into the article. I didn't quite see a quote from anybody, but I'll let's just take Politico's word, uh, you know, for this. That should worry every single American and every single freedom-loving American. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people ask, "Hey, wh- why why are why are Democrats supporting stuff like this?" I mean, this seems a little bit anti-freedom. All of this stuff. And I I think it's really coming down to one thing. And and you know I'm pretty I'm like kind of you know center right. I'm I'm more moderate right. I'm definitely I'm definitely conservative. Um, However, I'm not super hardcore. But you look at this stuff and you're just like the only way that you could support stuff like this in this country. The only way that you could support stuff uh, uh, like this, the policing text messages. If you just truly hate what America is. I mean, it, it almost seems like the only part of this country, the only part of the United States that the left likes nowadays is the geographical location because they don't like anything else. They don't like guns, they don't like freedom of speech, they don't like, uh, I mean, any of our any of our individual liberties that were, we're granted or were given, you know? Um, and its it, it seems as though anything reasonable, there's opposing now. This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I haven't seen any more information on it But if this is correct, policing, SMS text messages, everything like that for for fake news or news that they believe is fake, whoever's sitting behind the desk saying, I don't like that, that's the creepiest thing that the government could ever get involved in.
1: Yeah, and I didn't think it would get to this point. I mean, do you think providers are going to welcome this? How do you think it plays out? Because it already happens with your Twitter messages, Facebook messages. I'm going to throw out a conspiracy theory with this pen and say that's what Grammarly is reading your emails. Do you think that you know Verizon, Sprint, all these companies, do you think they toe the party line on this moving forward?
0: Yeah, it's a difficult question because I, I don't know if as many companies are left-leaning from the very top as much as they are just opportunists when it comes to who's going to put the most pressure on them and who's going to give them the most backlash. Okay, that's not the right in the United States. The right is not going to put the most pressure on them, and they're not going to give them the most backlash because everybody knows that the right kind of just, you know, you still get a bunch of Republicans that shop at, that, that go to Starbucks, for example. Starbucks is maybe one of the more openly left-leaning companies in the United States, and far left, right? So the right's not going to be doing that. The left, however, is, is very vicious when it comes to uh, putting pressure on, on uh, businesses, when it comes to uh, backlash, these companies fear the left. They absolutely do not fear the right. And I think they might actually get, um, I mean, we'll see, but they might actually get their way with this. And if they don't get it now, they're going to keep pushing because they just take, you know, it's it's less about the big jump. It's more about the little, little steps that they Mm -hmm. take to get to their end goal. That's more of what it's about. And that's more of what you see here to where you know you see a little stepping stone that's why the right rejects a lot of stepping stones because they know where it goes they know where it goes and now we're talking about policing text messages uh... thanks for exposing the end goal let's do everything we can to prevent it
1: i agree i hope it doesn't become this partisan thing where Taco Bell's for vaccine only. Shout out Taco Bell. Chick fil A, you must show your voter registration for Republican. No. I hope it doesn't turn out that way. But would I be completely surprised considering what sports organizations have done, what LeBron James does, what movie theaters or movie uh, streaming companies do? I wouldn't be completely surprised. But I agree with you. As John Doyle says, the slippery slope is real. Any last words, James Klug, to your new Canadian superfans?
0: Well, Canadian super fans. I mean, I, I guess I guess one thing that I'd recommend, um, you know, a lot of people they, they take to social media, they start talking politics, everything like that. To normalize certain conversations, to be a part of that conversation, that in the in, in the United States and in Canada is more important now than ever when it comes to expressing your views. Because guess what? While you don't express your views, your your opposition is doing is working night and day to take away your rights. To to take over every aspect of your life, whether it be entertainment, whether it be media, whether it be uh, local schools, whether it be college education, anything like that. So uh, when it comes down to it, definitely voice your opinion. Don't be afraid to. Of course, don't do it if you're going to lose your job or something like that. But do your best, get into industries that the left has absolutely taken over and totally swarmed in the United States. It's pretty similar to Canada when it comes to uh, what aspects of government they control, what aspects of your life they control. Look into those things, right? It's great that we own Chick-fil-A. It's great that the right (laughs) has Chick-fil-A. That is so cool. But I'd rather we own uh, a a top social media platform that respects your rights as, as as an individual. So...
1: All right, thanks a lot, James Klug on Instagram, YouTube. Catch him on Newsmax, and catch him, I guess, at a riot fighting off batons from the 1930s. Thanks a lot, James. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you soon, okay?
0: Andrew, thanks so much.